Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, mine ears have heard the hottest take. Oh, well, mine ears have heard the glory of the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Well, aren't you special? Congratulations. (laughs) May you forever bask in his... (laughs) Praise be, Jordan. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) What is the the hottest take? Because I felt like I had brought it to the table earlier this week on Twitter when I said gelato is just chewy ice cream. You know, that is a a hot take for a cold dessert. Yeah. (laughs) Is that, wait, is that pro or anti-gelato? I can't really tell. Uh, I mean, look, I'm I'm anti-gelato relative to ice cream. I'm not anti-gelato over... Like, if you said to me, you can have some gelato or not have anything, no treat, mm-hmm. then I would say, please give me some gelato as a treat. Uh, but yeah, I mean, given the choice between a good ice cream and a, and a gelato, I'm, I'm going to go with the ice cream every time. Gelato is weirdly smooth. It gives me the creeps. Okay. <laughs> it's it's too dense. I don't know how they... Why is it so dense? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a good, yeah. good question. Perhaps it has something to hide. Yeah, I mean, perhaps it passed the event horizon of a black hole. How did that go over on Twitter? Did you get uh, a lot of... Uh... A lot of Italian blowback. <laughs> yes. Oh man, the temptation to do a broad Italian accent right now is overwhelming me. But come um, on. <laughs> generally speaking, uh, generally speaking, uh, the the it was about sixty forty supportive. Okay, I would say. I, I think most people realize that gelato is just a trick by the Whole Foods industrial complex <laughs> to trick us into thinking something is fancier when it's not actually particularly fancier. It's just it's just from a European country that uh, isn't America. You know what I like about gelato? The little spoons. They now, give you the look, little like plastic spoon. It's usually a fun color. I'll be the last one to tell you uh, that you shouldn't uh, that you shouldn't appreciate that little spoon. It's a lot of fun, unless they give you the wooden one. Don't like a little wooden spoon. Oh, yeah? Don't Also, don't like popsicle sticks. Because it uh, reminds you of Pinocchio's dick. <laughs> yes. God. <laughs> I know your, your breakup with Pinocchio was uh, very hard on you, I realize. I'll never, Jordan, I'll never get a dick like that again. No, I know. Oh, lie to me again, Pinocchio. <laughs> Jesse, you deserve to be with someone who's straight with you. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about the hot take I heard. It basically blew my mind, but I I think our guests should be here for this. I know we usually Great. chat a little bit at the top of the show. Brian's going to cut out that whole gelato thing. So um, if you, I, I think we should introduce our guest. Uh, I think, I think uh, they'll have something to say about this take, which... Uh, uh, I was scorched by, frankly. Okay, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I'm excited to hear what this take is, and I'm excited to speak to this guest. Uh, they're a, a longtime friend of ours, longtime friend of our program, a beloved stand-up comedian. They're a former marginal professional skateboarder. Uh, they have a brand new album on the way called "Pull Yourself Up by Your Bootleg." Rhea Butcher is our guest. Hey, buddy. 
What's up? Oh, man, beloved. Yeah. Also, marginally professional, that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I was a what was the professional skateboarder from the year 2003 to 2003. Good year, though. Yeah. Good year for skating. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good year, yeah, like right around the Tony Hawk years, you know? I think I, The pro skater years. I think, we, I think we have talked about this on the show before, but what was the extent of your professional skating? Was it like... Mm. flats of energy drinks or like <laughs> do do tour it placement was. what was where did it fall like sure oh jordan i wish it was that extravagant but it was <laughs> simply that i was put on like a friend was making uh wheels had a wheel company that they were trying to start so they made me a pro so that i could enter the vans triple crown contest okay. and skate in that which i did <laughs> and lost to a child but whatever <laughs> everything's fine it's i have okay. a great Probably... story that i can tell for the rest of my life i mean <laughs> last one to win that if i'm not mistaken is carl yastremski is that correct <laughs> uh, yeah absolutely <laughs> it's me and yes and that child went on to uh, roll his ankle and work at a burrito place. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I just got some tacos from Hugo's, and I think it was the same kit. <laughs> Makes a good taco, though. Yeah. Makes a great taco. Yep. Roll your ankle, roll a taco. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah, they can both be rolled. <laughs> um, this is fun. Um, it is fun. Yeah. Uh, so I- Is the gelato conversation leaving? Because I had so many thoughts. No, we can go back. I'm gonna. I've yeah. got this. I've got this hot take thing in the chamber. Uh, okay, great. I, I don't. I mean, I don't want to cool it down or waste too much time. Honestly, but. it is so. It's this is going to be a scorching take in March. Okay, great. So yeah. Uh, yeah. All so right. let's. Yeah. No. Let's. I would. I would love to hear your gelato opinion. Pro con. You think it's too smooth? I mean, I. I think I'm gelato neutral. But I think it, it does depend on the ice cream that it's going up against. I, I waver sure. slightly from Jesse's choices, uh, but just simply that there are some ice cream that I will not, that I will go to gelato for, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's, it's so pretty, but that doesn't necessarily mean I want to eat it, you know? Because yeah. it does have eggs in it, right? And that squeezes me out every time. And I'm just like, there's eggs in this. And there's eggs in other things that it doesn't bother me, but... A lot of ice creams have eggs in them. A lot of ice don't creams tell are custard-based. Don't tell me this right now. <laughs> well, yeah. See, that's the thing is I don't like custard-based oh, ice cream. Not a fan. Interesting. It's richer. I prefer it because it's richer. Unless it's Strickland's in Akron, Ohio. Other than that. I do, no. I do think uh, Rhea hit on something with how visually appealing the gelato at the gelato place is when it is, uh, it's yeah. those like rolling hills. With stuff in it. Beautiful. And they put things on top of it. It looks like dollhouse food. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it has right. the aesthetics of miniature items, even though it's full size. Like, I don't know. I just. Yeah. It looks like the imaginary food from Hook. The, the like. The food <laughs> yeah, that the Lost exactly. Boys imagine at Hook—that is—that is real. 100%. That is what gelato is. <laughs> uh, did you guys see the Errol Morris uh, documentary version of a, a Brief History of Time? There's a wonderful scene where uh, Stephen Hawking says, "As you approach the event horizon of the black hole, you are turned into gelato." Mm. <laughs> the density. Does he really say that? No, he says spaghetti, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Rhea, I wanted to bring you in the conversation because yeah. it is a it is a this is a movie related hot take, and I know that oh, great. you're a Love you're it. a movie fan. You had a movie podcast for a time. I did have a movie podcast for a time. Wham and Pow, R.I.P. Maximum Fun. That's right. <laughs> um, when okay, when I say movie hot take, 
What what yeah. what comes to everybody's mind? What is the what is the most earth shattering movie take you have heard? Ooh. Does any prequels th- are good? Yeah, there's the Star Wars. There's like <laughs> let's sure? revisit yeah. the prequels. <laughs> that is uh, yeah. no. that is one. I've heard, and I don't know if this is true or not, but like the the Godfather Three, the Coda recut is worth it. Ooh, <laughs> someone was I'm scared. Someone shot that at me the other day. <laughs> yes, I have like, also. I believe people's experience that it might be, but I right. I am in a scenario in my own life where I get to make my own decisions. Right, obviously, sure. I one day decided to watch Godfather Part Three, and it is a decision. I've made a lot of decisions in my life that I wish I could change. That one I really wish I could do. (laughs) And my partner has never seen any of the Godfather movies. And I want to do her the service of telling her we are not watching the third one and we're going to pretend as though it does not exist. (laughs) Because... It's so good without it. That's there's nothing you could do to that movie to make it and better. That's why you get yourself in a relationship with Rhea Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Constant good advice. <laughs> the thing about that hot take that is really powerful, and the reason to stay out of it is because it's not just a bold assertion. It's one that has an enormous like that is a bet with an enormous ante. Like, to get in on that action, you have to watch that whole fucking... You have to watch the director's cut of a... You know what I mean? Like, you have to... You (laughs) you don't just have to watch the movie. You have to watch the director's cut of it. Sure. Like, the special new version of it. And I guess also to to, formulate an entire opinion, you you probably do have to watch both. So you can yeah. you can say so you know right. what you, so it's a it's a specific type of hell you know what <laughs> yes. I mean and like well I feel like that cut is only for people who suffered through the movie to begin with like I just refuse to pull my partner down into hell mm-hmm. to a world where she has seen Godfather Part <laughs> Three when I could save her from it completely and just pretend as though it doesn't exist I'm not gonna watch the special director versions of the Lord of the Ring movies for example. And those movies sure. are good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> those are good movies. I don't. I don't need extra of that. And listen, I'm. I'm no stranger to the hot take myself. I. 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 You know, R.I.P.ed my own menchies on this show a few years ago when I said that I didn't <laughs> mind the theatrical cut of Blade Runner. And oh a, wow. Yeah. yeah, and a certain uh, no. I, my oh wow is to the your mentions, not yeah. <laughs> not the opinion. And yeah, and I will say that you know I have a hot take to put right on top of that. Like I'll just say like the frosting on the little toaster strudel of your hot take that I will give you after you give. Yes, yours. thank you. Um, and you know, and uh, yeah, and I will I will say that a certain I won't name I don't want this Max Funds hosts menchies to be destroyed, but I will say that I received some. <laughs> private support on that opinion from a certain max fun host <laughs> yeah. and i appreciated it i am not gonna out them here but keep it private it was it private, was private, keep it private. And i just but i just want to <laughs> private benjamin if, <laughs> if <laughs> i just want to say that if they're listening thank you for the support and uh we love your show how lublin anyway <laughs> wasn't him. wasn't him. um so okay, so I heard this take. I have a I have a a coffee shop that I like where I'm I'm friendly with the owner. The owner is uh, I would call his his vibe um, like enthusiastic East Coast guy. 
like uh, he's he's one of these. He's an East Coast guy, you know. And he and I I always I like that vibe because I don't I feel like I don't encounter it too much. And when I when I see it in the wild, I'm always delighted to interact with, uh, to interact with the you know enthusiastic East Coast vibe. It's really it's a thrill. It makes you feel special. I really like it. Um, <laughs> so I always love getting a, getting a coffee from this guy and getting a, you know, and he's like, you know, how's your family? How's, how's work going? Do you still work here? He's, you know, we, we, he, he takes an interest in his customers and I appreciate that. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going in for the coffee the other day and I, I hear him, uh, like mid yell with one of his employees. Uh, and it was something along the lines of, there's no good sequels. There's no good prequels. And so I, and I'm automatically like, like I feel bad for this employee because this, this, this is what's going on here is some is splaining. He's splaining. Right. And yeah. I do not. Well, Definitely. I listen. I have been trapped at enough parties with hot take pop culture guy. I I would not want to be trapped <laughs> at a coffee place with one. Yeah. And I mean, think of, I mean, this really, this isn't just mansplaining, this is boss-splaining. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, can't, you can't say, you know, <laughs> shut the fuck up, what about Terminator 2 to your boss? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, why, what, well, th- I'm now reconsidering all the times I, you know, I mentioned to Christian Duenas what I think is the best Rick James album or whatever. Mm, well... You shouldn't have done that, Jesse. He couldn't have said anything. There's nothing he can say back. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan Cowling. Um, so this isn't the hot take. There's no good prequels. There's no good sequels. I understand. You know, I, 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 I get that. We're all a little tired. Right. Of the- Not everyone has seen Babe Pig in the city. <laughs> can I? Can I ask you a question though? Just you may. Just to just to paint the scene Please. for me yes. to to understand it. Um, and also, I just want to say, in case anybody's listening and frustrated that I didn't give my hot take, my hot take on top of your Blade Runner oh, hot take you. is that I believe Blade Runner 2049 is more Blade Runner than Blade Runner. And I will say I am a fan of Blade Runner. That's it. Um, <laughs> that is a I very Blade curious. Runner movie. I agree with you. There's a lot of... <laughs> it's more Blade Runner than Blade Runner. You know what I mean? Like, it is the movie I thought I was watching when I was watching Blade Runner, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Anyway... Uh, how old is this gentleman? Uh, like, what age would, would you put him at? I would say mid forties. I would say mid forties. Okay, if that that helps me yeah. a lot. I appreciate that, Jordan. Thank no, you. No, no problem. How squat is he? And I mention this because <laughs> I sometimes will go to a New York deli in mm-hmm. Eagle Rock, California, uh, and mm-hmm. it's a New York deli that has, frankly, impressively good food. Uh, like it really is, uh, the, the sandwiches and, uh, you know, potato salads and so forth at this place are really excellent, which I'm always surprised by because it looks like, like a New York themed bagel store. You know what I mean? Like it's just got pictures of like Mickey Mantle hugging Ed Koch on the walls, you know? <laughs> like 9/11 never forget. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's like it's so transparently shittily, you know, themed out uh that it, it's but this guy that runs it uh who who will like he will be grumpy with you. He's a very grumpy man. His body type I can only describe as wide Danny DeVito. Mm. Okay. Like, Yogi Berra. Like huh? Yogi, he's like Danny DeVito if Danny DeVito lived on Saturn. 
<laughs> you know, Just being constantly just, pulled to the ground by the gravity. Yeah, exactly. And the, I'll tell you one time I went in there and he was talking to somebody and he said, you know, it wasn't until I lived there that I knew it was two cities, Buddha and Pesht. Wow. He lived in Budapest, so yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. He saw some shit. I think he's a cool guy. Anyway. Um, my guy's physique is, it, I would call, I would say, like, a little bit of a paunch, but probably lifts. Like, yeah. kind of a, a little paunch, but but guns. Does, I think... Doesn't do leg day. Yeah. yeah. No, no leg day for this guy. Doesn't work on the core. That's where the strength yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a classic mid-Atlantic body type. Of course. Um so so I so he's so he, he I come in and he's yelling this no prequels no sequels thing to his employee and he um and then he notices I'm here and comes over to the cash register and he's like I'm I was trying to I was trying to tell her I was trying to tell her you uh, back me up here back me up here there's no good prequels there's no good sequels I would say <laughs> the only good sequels this is it Wait a minute, he's already going back. Yeah, I know. Word. Yeah, he was right. He so he <laughs> there's there's none but I guess there's some exceptions. Right. What a gatekeeper this is. I thing. know, right? Uh, yeah, well, name five Ramon songs. You got the t-shirt. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Uh, there's no good. The only good The only good sequels are Shrek 2 and Home Alone 2. Oh. Come on, man. The only good sequels. Well, I mean, you can see why he prefers Home Alone 2. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's a regional. It's a regional preference. Yeah, is like, this man a child? He's like, I've been is lost this man in New York actually myself. a child? <laughs> he's a time traveling child. Yeah, he yeah. might come be, back. He might be a ten year old from 1998. <laughs> I feel like yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my it god. Is, it, I and I'm I'm trying to piece this together, and the, he. Uh, and I, and he's like, he's like, he's like, have you seen Home Alone 2? And I'm like, yes, I've seen Home Alone. I'm like, it's been yeah, a while, but I've seen Home Alone 2. He's like, it's great, right? Uh, and I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, there's the, the pigeon lady. Who doesn't love the pigeon lady? That's the thing I remember is that he befriends a yeah, pigeon right. lady. Brenda, Brenda, what's her name? Oh, I didn't yeah. know the pigeon lady's name. She's like a well-known actor. So well-known, I can't remember her name. But she disappears into the role, though. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The muck. <laughs> it's the only Home Alone movie that features our nation's president, Donald J. Trump. <laughs> That's so, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I think there is a change.org petition to edit him out of it. <laughs> oh, I meant about the being the president. Oh, yeah. Thing. Oh. <laughs> I, the slightly more important I thing. Put up, I put up a change.org petition to edit him out and then do reshoots with Biden. <laughs> Yeah, get Biden in there. He'll, uh, Hogan can take a night off from his pizza band. Yeah, right. He does uh, spike the camera in that scene, though, and that is truly offensive to me. <laughs> <laughs> like film, like in that scene that he has with Kevin, he like he he just like asks him for direction directions, and he's like that way, and then he looks directly into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Trump doesn't do more so than one insane. take. <laughs> nope. Nope, he refused, uh, and he was like, "Nope, that's it, that's the one," and they left it in okay. like that. I want to get back to prequels, anyway. but I just yeah. on the subject of uh, former President Donald Trump, have you guys watched the video mm. of him on Conan, like the unexpurgated version of him taping a bit for Conan uh, oh, that is on yes. YouTube? Yes, uh, the, he's doing no. the secrets, right? Uh, the 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 thing where the celebrities being like interrogated at a you know at a police interrogation facility or something. 
It's something like that. Uh, Brian Stack posted it, a uh, Conan writer, friend of this program, Brian <laughs> Stack, uh, or longtime Conan writer, now a Colbert writer. And uh, he just described how this had happened when Donald Trump was on Conan, and no one at Conan could believe it, that it had actually happened. Uh, like, they all were like, what the fuck? Like, they were just like, what the fuck even is this? Is this person insane? Uh, but yes, he suggested, <laughs> so he's filming this bit, this uh, this completely unrelated bit that's at like a desk or a table and there's a glass of water there. And he's like, what if I poured out the water? And the the writer who was directing it, I, I can't remember, but, you know, it's uh, uh, Brian McCann or something like that says uh uh says no i don't i don't think that would work here because it had no there was no reason for it at all it would be really weird and uh donald trump just did it anyway he just uh, he just picked up his glass of water and poured it on the table yeah it's true and i think <laughs> that that's what that's what won him georgia <laughs> Georgia in 2016. Like, to watch him do this is truly the most unhinged thing I've ever watched on film. Like, Mm -hmm. it is so confusing and upsetting to watch him do this thing Mm -hmm. that he maybe, he thinks it's a bit, but it's clear that he doesn't have a rationale for why it's it's a bit. Sure, well, I think the joke is that water is usually in a glass, but what if it was on the table? Huh? Pretty crazy. That reminds me of early on in the pandemic when they were still doing the, the, quote, press briefings. And uh, around the era of when the drinking bleach thing, which he never actually said do that. It was like Lysol or whatever, go out in the sun, and it evolved into bleach or whatever. But so it was around that era of time, whatever the hell that was. the bleach anyway. Injecting the bleach, drinking Lysol, something like that. But I remember somebody pointing out on Twitter, and then I saw it too, like seeing seeing this person pointed out. I don't remember who it was, so credit where credit is due. But in the video, you can see the moment where he calculates, and I think that is similar to what you're talking about, Jesse, that, oh, maybe that's what it is, and nobody's thought of it. You know, like he, <laughs> I figured it like out. He just thought of it first. Right. Exactly, and it's... It's in some ways insane. And then at the same time, like a child, you know, <laughs> like like a child going. And I, I think of that with the water, too, where it's like that is actually something a child would do and think is funny. Sure. Because it's like, yeah, water spilling now, whatever. And like that is the, the person that that person is. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he just doesn't. There's no whatever. There's no container to that person whatsoever. <laughs> you know? I have a yeah. question though, Jordan. Uh did your did your coffee shop guy have any favorite prequels? Yeah, that's a great question. Oh, well, uh, let me let me let me finish the let me finish the there's a subtake here within okay. the oh, there's take. More so takes. the take okay. here. Wow, this guy so is the, full of so takes. So the primary take is the only good sequels are Shrek 2 and Home Alone 2. Mm-hmm. I did not mention, you know, didn't mention Empire Strikes Back, didn't mention the Toy Story movies. Uh, you know, best just best not to get into it. The best uh, Ghostbusters <laughs> is the original Ghostbusters cartoon. Sure, yes, yes. The the real Ghostbusters on Saturday morning uh, were Slimer's part of the team. Which not, no, no, not Jordan. the Ghostbusters with the, the gorilla. You mean the gorilla? Oh, yeah, one, I mean right? the gorilla yeah. Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. You mean the Ghostbusters, not the real Ghostbusters, right. which is the second Ghostbusters. I mean the false Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you mean Jesse? Jesse didn't like the Paul Feig version, but not because they were all women. It's just because no one had a talking ape. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, They're ruining no my childhood. Jesse's a different kind of Ghostbusters purist we have not seen before. Uh, so he's like, "Have you seen Home Alone?" And like, uh, "Yeah, I saw Home Alone too." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's great. It's got the bird." He's like, "He's like, but have you seen Home Alone 3? <laughs> I didn't know there was a Home Alone three. I was like, you oh know, I, God, I didn't so actually didn't know there was a Home Alone three. He's like, honestly. Macaulay's not in it. Don't even bother. <laughs> I mean, he's right. That take, he's right. Watch Richie Rich instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check out Getting Even with Dad. <laughs> I, yeah. The good son. <laughs> There's so many great Mac performances. <laughs> the intro to the black and white video. <laughs> <laughs> George Wynn. He's playing guitar in a house and his, his dad's mad. Can I tell you guys something about the about the song Black or White that I only learned recently and blew my fucking mind? Hmm. I think we're all in roughly the demographic era where late that sort of mid-late period Michael Jackson was the one that really um we were really aware of. Like I had a cassette of bad. 100%. Yeah. But like mm -hmm. but Dangerous Era Michael Jackson was the one that came when I was 11 or whatever it was when I was able to understand pop culture phenomena in a, in the way that I couldn't when I was six. And all those videos like premiered after The Simpsons, which is another reason why I was aware of them. Like remember the time in black or white, they, they, they premiered after The Simpsons and they were all huge productions. And as, as you said, uh, Macaulay Culkin lip synced the rap in the video for black or white. Now, we all knew that Macaulay Culkin lip-synced the rap. The rap is credited to a rapper who has never had another credit. You know, protection for gangs, clubs and nations, whatever, however it goes. Something, something, <laughs> yeah, human right. relations. Going, Jesse. You got it. <laughs> and Just do the whole thing. Come on. You know you want to. It's the S to the P R I T E can. <laughs> um, so Brian, drop a beat. Let Jesse do the sprite. <laughs> the sprite rap. <laughs> so like there, I, there were some rappers that were like that were like in the studio and are on like Heavy D or something. And and I always assumed it was like Heavy D under a pseudonym for some reason or something. Yeah. But what it is is the rapper is just the guy who produced the record. And the guy who Whoa. produced the record is not like Teddy Riley or something. It's a guy who also produced, you know, like, uh, you know, a Tangerine Dream, Dream album <laughs> and like two Yes albums and a Genesis album. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like from the 1980s when... You, when record producers were just guys who had the guys who had all the cocaine, you know what I mean? And so they would just yeah. produce any, he like, he's like, Oh, yeah, I produced a, a ballads album for Daryl Hall in 1991 that went seven <laughs> times platinum, whatever. And that guy recorded this rap like as a dummy track. Michael Jackson fell in love with it and insisted that they keep it. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> uh, that's fun. Is... Yeah. Anyway, that's all. Just bl just Yikes. black or white facts <laughs> from from Jesse that I just learned recently and got obsessed with. So, what is a prequel besides the prequels? Yeah, I mean, God, yeah. I, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe we are. Maybe we can all get a, get on board with Coffee Guy's hot take that there are 
and certainly no no super noteworthy, you know, there, there's no Empire Strikes Back of prequels. There's no prequel where you're like, that was better than the original, you know? Although, maybe... Mm, the, <clears throat> the, the newest alien one, whose name, oh, not Prometheus, Covenant. but the one before that. Yeah. <laughs> Covenant, that I was liked, good. I, I, liked, I wouldn't... I wouldn't put it on the same level as Empire Strike. That's hard to do. I, that's the thing. I don't think you can do a prequel that is at the level of yeah. a sequel, you know, because it's just like you're going the wrong way. Right. <laughs> you know, I would I would pose that Back to the Future Part 3 is a great hey, prequel. Hey, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, In some ways. I like, now, Rhea, maybe you could, as a Back to the Future uh, aficionado, Super fan, yes, Stan. Thank you. Stan, would you say Stan? Would you go uh, Stan? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Stan. I don't think I want to kill Back to the Future. <laughs> oh, right. so I forgot I there's a murder element to being a Stan. <laughs> <laughs> I try to keep that in mind whenever I yeah. use that you lingo. Like, you like the series. I, I as uh, yeah. a kid, I definitely loved Back to the Future 3 because they went back to cowboy times. Uh, yeah. But learned later that maybe that was like a famous bad movie or a famous like mistake. Uh, I also speaking of speaking of that phenomenon, I learned that about like Hook later in life is that Hook is considered like a bad movie <laughs> sure. and a bad Spielberg. But I'm like I love that and watched it at every sleepover. You know, is yeah. What is this? This is why I think gatekeeping is wrong yeah. though. And like, what well, I love to and uh, you know, I this has evolved over time for me. Like. I don't know that ever. So many people really don't like Back to the Future Three, and I used to count myself as one of those because I had high expectations on two right. and three. Like I, I remember as a kid, just like I could not believe they were making part two, and then they made it, and I remember being so bored <laughs> by the second and third acts well, of that it's movie. Them hanging around because in the first it's the movie. same movie again, right? I already saw this that movie. Future, there's ten um, minutes of future shit. Yeah, the Jaws thing is cool. Hoverboard's yeah. cool. That's like ten minutes of the movie, That's and then they it. just hang around in the first movie with a different dad. Which is interesting, except for I don't like the thing where they make Marty this weird competitive. Don't nobody calls me chicken thing. It comes out of totally left yeah. field. He is not that guy in the first movie. I will say though, it sets up the third one pretty mm-hmm. well. However. I actually personally think I like the third one better than the second one these days. Cause like, I don't know. I'm just like a softy little guy. And that movie, this is what sold it for <laughs> me. It is Christopher Lloyd's first on screen kiss. Real? Oh, that's right. Ma- Mary Steenberg. And that is a beautiful thing. Is- he, that's not true. Clara Clayton. <laughs> it is true. He made out with Judd Hirsch on taxi at least once, <laughs> at least one time. Uh, that's not a kiss. That's a joke. <laughs> yeah, it's about time we saw Christopher Lloyd get some on camera, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I really love like um uh B- what is uh, wow, I'm blanking on his name. Uh the guy who plays Biff. Biff. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> plays, I plays Griff. Uh Thomas, uh what's his name? I'm totally blanking on his name right now, but everybody knows. They're screaming it. Yeah. It's fine. I've met him. It was one of the greatest yeah, days he's of my a, life. He's a good, he he's a good just, he's a good famously good dude whose name I also cannot remember. Famously good person, and I just can't pull it Is out it of my brain right to- now. But Tony um, Hawk. Thank you, Thomas <laughs> Wilson. Yeah, Tony Hawk. Uh, he just looks like he's having so much yeah. fun. You know, like getting to do a slightly different thing, even though it's the same thing again. He also, I think, is the only person who's ever played himself, his grandson, his 
father and or and his grandfather. Like he's like the amount yeah. of people that he's played in it his own ancestry in a film series is like unparalleled, which is also cool, which you couldn't do. That's not true. Christopher Lloyd and Judd Hirsch did that on Taxi. <laughs> they played each other's grandparents. Yeah, there was a time jumping season of Taxi mm-hmm. uh, right before it got canceled. <laughs> they tried some new shit. Friends, I don't mean to brag, but I recently watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, uh, Secret of the Ooze. Secret, Secret of the, the Ooze, yeah, yeah. Maybe perhaps the, the, the greatest subtitle of all time. I mean, we could have a subtitle off if we wanted to. I think that would be pretty fun. But, I mean, <laughs> you could make a strong case that colon Secret of the Ooze is the greatest subtitle in the history of movies. I have to say, I was surprised. Like, I mm. liked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a kid. But uh, I don't. I was never like super into it. I never had it. I mean, I didn't really. I was gonna say I never had any of the toys, but I I never had any toys new from a toy store, so uh, I definitely didn't have any of the toys. But like, I didn't. You know, I I was a I was a medium teenage mutant ninja turtles guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rhea, Rhea, was that was that was was that on your radar as a kid? Oh yeah, I mean, I think I was just young enough to still get into them, you know, and like, but not young enough to how to like dress up like them. But I still had like the toys, and I remember I would get the ooze a lot, where you would get the little glow oh, in the dark. Right, there was turtle, an ooze. which man, I wish I had one yeah. of those. <laughs> you know, just like just one of the because I don't know if you can see my little California just a, raisin, just thing. out of frame. <laughs> oh oh yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah. I love little tiny things, you know, yeah. smalls as they like to call them on American Pickers. But um, yeah, no, I loved. I, I think I saw that one at the drive-in. I'm not sure which. Maybe both. I'm not sure. I I so I don't think I saw it as a kid. I definitely saw the first one as a kid, but and I definitely never saw the one where they're samurais as a kid. Oh yeah. Speaking of time, <laughs> speaking of time travel, third movies. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Turtles through time is that what it is? You know, <laughs> this is something I know. So, Turtles of Turtles in Time is the sequel to the arcade game. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, the SNES. Never mind. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Okay, I apologize. Come on, Rita. I interrupted for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not to be a gatekeeper here, but uh. <laughs> it is like maybe the most indifferently written and directed film I've ever watched in my life. Like it is <laughs> as though they it is as though they like uh, wrote it in an afternoon and then assigned it to a guy who had directed an episode of Benson that they liked. Um I mean that probably is accurate. But yeah. the uh, the teenage ninja turtle suits are genuinely impressive. Like they're like the what they do with the puppet inside it, however it works, uh, is pretty extraordinary. And also just like you just get so far from how fun of an idea it is that these are humanoid turtles that do karate and they're teenagers right. who love pizza. <laughs> like that yeah. that <laughs> idea Rules. Rules. is so great. Like, it is such a fantastic, <laughs> complicated idea that it really carries you a long way through the fact that almost nothing happens in the movie. There are almost no jokes. Everything that happens is exactly centered in the frame, but not in a cool Wes Anderson way, just in a way like they forgot <laughs> to compose it. Uh, 
It is so fun. Like, I really <laughs> we, like... We have to get this shot before the actor inside the suit passes <laughs> <Exactly>. out. <laughs> so get as many of them in the shot as we can. I was like, even as a, like, a cynical adult, do I give this movie three stars? <laughs> like, I think I'm actually enjoying this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. That, enjoy the things, yeah. you know? Enjoy the things you enjoy. That's the one that's the one where they break they like smash through a wall into a vanilla ice concert, right? Yes, they sure do. And then he sees them and go makes ninja, up a song go about ninja, them. Go. go ninja go. Go ninja go ninja go. Yeah. It is but nanas. Yeah, the first one is like a movie. The second one is like a music video that never really took yeah, off. Yeah, truly yeah. nothing. It is it is it is the nothingest of nothing. Like even the ooze barely figures into it. It doesn't I thought it would have Bebop and Rocksteady, but it doesn't. It just has an oh, evil yeah. turtle. It has. So I, I, I thought about, I thought about the villains from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Secret of the Use the other day. It's Toka and Razor, yeah. right? A uh, wolf man and a and a big snapping turtle. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, all of the all of the suits, like uh, uh, <laughs> Splinter, looks fucking cool as shit. Toka and yeah. Razor look cool as shit. Like, they look like the world's... Those characters all look like the world's greatest Godzilla suits. Yeah. They look so neat. They should have... They really missed an opportunity. If you're going to have, like, the evil, you know, mutant ninja turtle, you should really name them, like, after, like, a modernist painter, like, the Pollock or Rothko or, like, Dali or something (laughs) to just really mess with the, like... yeah, Man Ray. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Although I guess he would be a... He would be a manta ray. Oh yeah, it's kind of already. There's I a, mean, a put it in the movie. I was gonna say another missed opportunity. I was gonna suggest a mutant urinal, but I like yours too. They're both good. They're both solid ideas. <laughs> Our mutt. <laughs> uh, I so I thought about Toka and Razar the other day. I uh, I I had I read an article on like a, a comics website about the fact that the uh, Ninja Turtles comics are apparently like back creatively i guess like the original creators are back doing them and there's this uh series that they're doing called the last ronin where uh (laughs) all of the turtles but one are dead (laughs) no yeah so it's like which one's alive michelangelo uh why i'll do you want do you want a spoiler spoilers i don't know because somebody probably doesn't want to get spoiled on this right so yeah so all the other turtles are dead but they're haunt they're they're haunting the one that's alive and giving him advice. The only one that's still alive well. in the last Ronin is uh, De Niro. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, and I was like, and I, so I, I, I heard it was great, and I, I just picked it up the last time I was at the comic store. I read it, and I'm like, this is pretty good. This is cool. I mean, like, you know, overly dark premise aside, like, <laughs> super well done, like, has all the, like, turtles charm stuff that, you know, you had mentioned. And then I'm like, I should read up on, uh, you know, I should, I'm like, I don't have a lot else to do. I'll read up on Turtles Comics continuity up to the last <laughs> Ronin. And I was kind of like reading on, you know, about what they've been doing. And they're like, you know, rumor has it that Toka and Razar will be introduced into the comics continuity. So that's cool. Wow. I'm, we're all excited about that, right? They're finally going to be it's exciting. integrated into the universe proper. That's great. Does the guy, so who makes the comics? The guy who invented Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the people who 
Because he, because they were originally like a black and white alternative comic, right? I'm not misremembering that. Yeah, I had it too. That was my fucking prized possession as a kid. Was that black and white comic that probably said shit <laughs> too many times for a kid to have? I had, uh, I had the the last time that I played a role playing game. Uh, I mean, we've talked about Dungeons and Dragons. I've addressed the fact that I played the computer game Secret of the Silver Blades. Uh, but mm. the last time I played like a paper role playing game was uh, fifth grade. So I had a babysitter who was really into role playing games, and it was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles role playing game, which was based on the black and white comic, not on the TV show. Wow! Uh, and was super edgy. I felt like a real fucking edgy yeah. ten year old playing that <laughs> role playing game. Did you get to say shit a lot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too many times, if anything. <laughs> Uh, Rhea, I want to ask yeah. more about your fascination with little, 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 smalls, smalls. littles, tinies, smalls. You have a California raisin. I do. do you have any other um, smalls? Do you have well, a prize I don't, small? I don't have, I mean, I have prize smalls. I wouldn't say that any that are in frame are positive, are, are prized ones. Although I will say that this Yoda that I have a good Yoda. is from the era, the prequels era. Okay. Let's see. What year does this, in 1996. This is from Taco Bell. Wow. So it's like it's like a happy a Taco Bell kids meal prize. Like Does he smell like cinnamon twists? I wish. He doesn't. Yeah, he just smells like the last, you know, twenty two years of my life. <laughs> or however long. That I can't do math. Anyway. Um I like that one. And then I have this cool like skateboarding. This is a toy machine oh, that's cool. figurine. It's like, a like a classic kind of fifties box robot. Wait, is that robot skateboarding? It it it's not it's a so there's this company called Toy Machine, um that's been around since like '92 or somewhere like that. Um, and the guy that started it, Ed Templeton, is an artist, and this is one of his drawings. So this was like a drawing that was featured on a lot of the skateboards, and then they made these cool little bendy figurines. And I have the full set, but this is the only one that I have that's not in, in the in the blister pack. <laughs> <laughs> have we talked about when when we I know I remember that you also went and saw this exhibit Jordan but this there's a Japanese American museum here in Los Angeles and they had an exhibit of kaiju toys mm. and uh, first of all it was the greatest thing ever it was so fantastic um, like uh, you know the Japanese American museum is a is a great museum but it's very heavy on internment camps so you really got to be in the right mood to hit it up. Typically. Interesting that you say that, Jesse, because I have something to show you guys. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what, what, what is it? <laughs> some a, some this art? This is like one of the craziest things I've ever bought, which is I love two things, cameras and lighters. They're two of my favorite things, and this is a camera yeah. lighter. And I mm -hmm. bought it cool. in Canada, and I was like, this is the coolest little thing. It has a little compass in it, you know, and a little tripod. And I was like, what a funny little thing. And then I took, I bought it for like five bucks or something. And then I took it back and I took the tripod off because you can. And it says underneath it, I don't know if you guys will be able to see it. See it. Does it, say it says made in, made occupied, in Japan? occupied Japan. And Whoa. I was like, what did I just buy? <laughs> like it was a, a wild experience. So, yes, yeah. I agree, Jesse. So, this is one this, of the craziest things I've ever bought. In this, first of all, I literally had that exact same uh, camera lighter in the put this on shop at one point. Amazing. Um, but uh, I, uh, uh, the coolest part of the kaiju toy exhibit is that there's these 
there's obviously like it won't surprise anyone that there's this community of guys who uh collect kaiju toys and they like the original like uh the original ones from Japan made in the style that they were made in the 60s and 70s um and these toys were made in like boutique factories like storefront factories and some of these factories still exist and they're being uh they're basically being supported by obsessive toy collectors who are also artists who create new kaiju and then have these guys like hand pour the vinyl uh and like hand you know uh flock them or whatever you know uh and it was the neatest shit in the history of the world it's just like these like 75 year old dudes in japan who got into this business in 1967 and so just like tech billionaires pay these guys to make custom kaiju yeah except instead of tech billionaires it's like uh guys who just spend all day surfing or whatever and then at night, they're like, oh, I thought of a sweet new kaiju for my kaiju collection. I'm going to sell it to my fellow guys who have a leisure class lifestyle for some reason. They're probably tech millionaires, I would millionaires, say. Millionaires, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, well. that's when you know you've made it. When you're making custom kaiju. You don't have to settle for just, you know, some prefab kaiju. Kaiju. God. <laughs> we, yeah. we definitely, one of those guys listens to this show. We want our own kaijus. <laughs> yeah we should well let's describe kaijus and then someone have them made at a factory in japan uh, <laughs> there was like video of these like old men pouring molten vinyl into molds it was fantastic make one that's my cat but with bat wings do that <laughs> oh fuck. i want one that's a camera and a lighter <laughs> <laughs> you already have that <laughs> <laughs> I want one that just kind of looks like a uh like a husky T-Rex um that was created yeah. in an atomic accident. Like yeah. a Danny he- DeVito but wider. <laughs> yeah. And he's wearing jeans with an elastic waistband. I want two, one named Buddha, one named Pest. <laughs> this is the callback hour of the episode. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. You know, Jordan, every episode of Jordan Jesse Go, including this one, is supported by the members of Maximum Fun. That's all the kind folks out there who've signed up to kick us a couple bucks a month at MaximumFun.org slash join. So we salute each and every one of you. Thank you for your service. Uh, You get to get on the airplane first. (laughs) We have an airplane? (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. That's why we do this, Jordan, to get that fucking sweet plane. I haven't been on the plane once. Have you been flying this thing around? Yeah, I fly it around myself like John Travolta. Oh, boy. Jeez, I feel, man, I I feel like I haven't been utilizing the company perks to their full potential. You didn't notice that I now have my own own personalized uh, line of Breitling watches? Does John Travolta have that? Yeah, he has that. He's always in <laughs> magazine ads for Breitling watches. <laughs> Breitling? Seems like a cool guy. Yeah, he seems super chill. Uh, uh, you know what? John Travolta, go on Jordan Jesse, go. I bet that would be fun. 
I would love to have John Travolta. <laughs> that would be great. Make it happen. Make it happen, Internet. <laughs> you know what? Do your thing. <laughs> we'll plug Gotti. You know, we're not above that. We'll totally plug Gotti. Yeah, is Gotti coming out on Blu-ray? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's on LD, Laserdisc. Do you have a weird red box movie with Bruce Willis coming out? Yeah, we'll plug it. We'll plug That's it. kind of your thing now, right? Bruce Willis, go on Jordan, Jesse, go. You know what? Correction, Jordan. Yeah. Bruno, go on Jordan, Jesse, go. <laughs> yes, you're, you're rock harmonica playing alter ego. You know, I know everybody was having fun making Chris Gaines jokes when Garth Brooks uh, did the inauguration. Yeah. But let's start dicking on Bruno more. We're yeah. talking about alter egos. Yeah. And you know what else? Let's start talking about how Eddie Murphy's hit song, Party All the Time, is actually kind of a fucking jam. Oh, yeah. Party All the Time's great. Okay. Our, we also have another sponsor on the program besides the Rick James penned and produced <laughs> Eddie Murphy hit song, Party All the Time. Uh, that is our friends at Kitty Poo Club. You God, know, we love them. You know, Jordan, uh, this happened to us already. We're recording this uh, podcast over video conference. We are. This happened to us. Your kitty cat passed through the frame adorably while we were trying to talk. Yeah, it's pretty cute. She's. Uh, we're doing this at night, and that's when she gets a little rowdy. <laughs> She's a night owl, <laughs> so, uh, you know, when the sun goes down, the scampering starts. <laughs> skimpy scamp 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 yeah she's doing the skimpy scamps uh yeah kitty poo club it's a it's a great service uh i use it for my cat's poo needs and i think that if you out there listening have a cat you should consider kitty poo club because i think it's a fantastic service jordan i know that cats go to the bathroom in a box but that's about it how does kitty poo club make your life as a cat owner better Here's what happens. It's an all-in-one convenient litter box solution. Every month, Kitty Poo Club delivers an affordable, high-quality, recyclable litter box that's pre-filled with the litter of your choice. When the month's up, just recycle the box, and Kitty Poo Club will automatically deliver a new one to you. No changing used litter and no more cleaning the box. Uh, Jesse, it's a great service. The box is fun. It has cute graphics on it. Uh, the litter... Uh, it smells terrific. It's uh, it's great. It reduces uh, it reduces fecal odors in the house, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, just an 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 unexpected benefit of the Kitty Poo Club service that they do not have in the copy, but I would like to mention, is that uh, you know now in in a, in a time where maybe you don't want to go to the store uh, that often because of dangers, mm -hmm. uh, Kitty Poo Club is great. That this like essential thing that um, you know you used to have to go to like a grocery store, ask grocery store to get like can just get delivered to your house. It's so cool. It's so nice. If you are like reducing uh, trips to the grocery store, uh, Kitty Poo Club is great because it's this, it's this thing that you couldn't get otherwise that gets delivered. Uh, it's definitely saved me a lot of unnecessary trips to the grocery store. And I am thankful to them for that. And to be clear, Jordan, when you say dangers at the grocery store, you're right. referring to murders at Kroger. Yes, I'm referring to the, the famous murder Kroger that Steve Agee went to one time. Yeah. Give yourself the gift that keeps on giving the whole year, a Kitty Poo Club subscription. Right now, Kitty Poo Club is offering you 20% off your first order when you set up auto ship by going to kittypooclub.com and entering promo code JJGO. 
Just go to kittypooclub.com and enter promo code JJGO. You get 20% off when you set up auto ship. That's kittypooclub.com. And don't forget to enter promo code JJGO at checkout. We've also got something up on the Jumbotron on this week's episode, a message for C. Diddy. Uh, (laughs) From uh, William Morag McDonald. Uh, Here's the message. Hey, guys, what's up? I'd like to send birthday wishes to my best summer boy ever, my pal, C. Diddy. You are my favorite dual threat Canadian hockey player and sensei of all time. Can't wait until COVID is over so we can meet up in a major metropolitan area, guzzle some Goggins vodka chased with limeritas, and punch some blimps. Happy birthday, buddy. Ah, happy birthday, Morag. Yeah, C. Diddy and Morag sound like a, a real fun pair. Yeah. And uh, to do some you know guzzling. what? Happy birthday, NORAD. Right. The <laughs> missile defense system, I think. Yeah. That's what that was. You know what? Go to level three this week as a treat. <laughs> yeah. You, you've earned it, NORAD. <laughs> the missile defense system. And you know what? Just for today, don't worry about Matthew Broderick. Uh, is that a War Games? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about Matthew Broderick. Just don't He's worry just about over here being good and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Making out with Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, I agree. Good for Sarah Jessica Parker. They're both winning at that game. <laughs> good for everybody. And, <laughs> and America is winning by not being hit with any missiles. <laughs> If you want to get up on the Jumbotron, it's MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. It's very affordable. We keep it affordable for our fans. Wish somebody happy birthday or whatever. Fun and cheap. People were saying, people, when we were doing the cameos, the stuff about cameos, people were going, oh, what you guys should do cameos. This is better than a cameo because everybody hears it. Yeah, it's on the show. There's no, there's no video component, but who needs video? Not me. Yeah, I mean, I can see you. Sure. So we're video conferencing right now. That should be enough for <laughs> you, the listener. for you? Okay. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rhea Butcher, my gender is cowboy today. <laughs> oh, <laughs> do you have a rotation or is it a new thing every day? Yeah, it changes all the time, okay. you know? Yeah. But today I'm feeling cowboy, you know? Tomorrow might be samurai. <laughs> Never know. Yeah, it might be kaiju. <laughs> <laughs> who knew that when they say gender is a spectrum they meant from cowboy to kaiju (laughs) (laughs) and everything in between (laughs) and everything in between um so real we've been doing this new thing on the show that was invented by uh the great joel kim booster uh it's where people call in to segments on the show that do not exist okay i like that as evidenced by the fact that we have not had a new idea in the almost 15 years that this show has existed, uh, we don't like working to come up with new things or trying to do things (laughs) that people would like. Sure, yeah. Uh, Or, um, I mean, I don't like 
excessively spicy foods. Sure, yeah. Um, Gelato's weird. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I mean, it's basically just like, hey, just bring me a banana. You know what I mean? <laughs> I I won't do the podcast. Just bring me a banana. <laughs> so yes, we had a, we uh, it 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 came up when a caller <laughs> called in responding to a segment from we think another podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so that 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 led us to uh, that led Joel Kim Booster to suggest that we just take people uh, take anyone's call who calls in. They can respond to a segment we've never done. And we will treat it as if it is a beloved recurring segment. So that's uh, what Brian I has queued up for us now. Yeah, play the first one, Brian. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. Uh, my name's Corey from Converse, Indiana, and I just wanted to call in uh, for your segment, uh, Best Sandwich Names. And uh, I just wanted to call because we have a barbecue place here in town, and uh, they have a pulled pork barbecue and coleslaw sandwich that is called the little nasty. Uh, and yeah. if you get uh, brisket on the sandwich as well, then it's called a big nasty. Yeah. So thank you very much. Bye. It's a great name. Jesse, I think I only want a medium nasty. Do you want to split a big one? <laughs> <laughs> I only, I'm only in the mood for a medium nasty, maybe a, maybe a medium nasty and some baked beans. Uh, I actually, I already ordered my sandwich. I got myself a Shasta McNasty. <laughs> oh, sure. You got that from the UPN barbecue place? Yeah. Is that what that's Rhea, in? do you want a homeboys from outer space? There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Into it. Yeah. With a side of fr- fries? <laughs> um, I'll tell you a sandwich naming uh, resentment that I've held for many years. Mm, sure. Uh, there was a restaurant here in Los Angeles that gained local uh, renown, uh, that gained a, a really solid amount of, you know, Eater LA press, you know, mm. but really good, uh, a really good breadth of mentions in LA Weekly and whatnot uh, by taking its entire sandwich menu and naming it after mm. NPR personalities. I, I knew that's who you were going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I also, right, I remember when this place was having a moment in the food blogosphere. I was curious about it. I've heard the sandwiches are actually good, but I've never But the food I've is so been. good. That's the thing. I, and they are so, I love them. The people are so good. Oh, yeah, so I, you've been, to, so t- oh, tell us about it. What's what's it like? Oh, who who did you have? Who, who I, did well, you have sandwich-wise? As a vegetarian, I think I have two options. Um, and I believe the, I, I, I am similar to Jesse. Like when I find a thing I like, I just go for it. So mm-hmm. the, I, I basically order the banana of their sandwiches. Um, and <laughs> like not happy about it, but I, or I order the Ira glass. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> what's on, what's on the glass? There is. So, so this is a thing. That, okay. Anyway, this is what I like about them. They use uh Bubby's, uh, which is a local bread bakery and their bread is so good. Um, there are sprouts, which is just like from my childhood. I really love a sandwich with sprouts on it. Um, you know what, Rhea? I'm a meat eater, and I got to tell you, I like sprouts on a sandwich. They're good. Yeah. They're crunchy. Yeah. I also Fine. know they're grown like around poo, but what isn't? You know, like yeah. we're doing the best we can. Who makes things grow? Sure. <laughs> poo. Um, and then really great pickles, onion, and uh, I think they make their own mayo. But here's what I really like about this sandwich. 
uh, is that they use shredded cheddar cheese on the sandwich. Mm. I don't know yeah. that I've ever had a sandwich. Obviously, vegeta- lifetime vegetarian, I don't wander into many delis just in general, so maybe this <laughs> is an experience I've just missed out on. But the sandwich with shredded cheese on it is a delight that I did not know I was missing until I got the sandwich from this place. It sounds like the shredded cheese would co-mingle well with the sprouts. Precisely. It mixes in with the sandwich. You don't have any sliding like you would with a slice yeah. of cheese, you know, or a slice of tomato, God forbid. Yeah, so is your, Jesse, is your resentment that the naming convention is, is too cute by half or that you didn't get a sandwich? I could take a wild guess at which one it is. Hey, buddy, uh, why not both? <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> you could be mad at two uh, things. I'm I'm looking at this list. I'm like, okay, I get it. Public NPR hosts, blah blah blah. Very funny, very cute. You're getting your press, blah blah blah. All the NPR but is that why they Facebook got the press, groups though? are blowing up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that is the reason, man. Yeah, I, I think they changed the names of them. I don't think it like opened with all. NPR host named sandwiches. Huh. The press was from the news that they had changed. I the think names that to... speaks more about the news than it does about the restaurant. I think that yeah. speaks more about the sort of <laughs> narcissism of the media yeah, industry. Yeah, I think that's fair. And the fact that they were like, "Wait, what? Somebody's talking about us." But, they... Hold on. <laughs> yeah, real. NPR. NPR. NPR does love it when NPR <laughs> makes its way yes. like out of the NPRosphere. Nobody loves NPR more than NPR. Sure. Is the thing. <laughs> Don't think I get I don't get like a, a my pager blowing up when uh, Ira Glass has a brief cameo on The Simpsons or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But Rhea, in response to your assertions, uh, I'm can I please finish explaining my narcissism yeah, of here? Okay, please, of course. <laughs> so <laughs> my beef was at the time that this happened, I was the only national NPR host based in Los Angeles, <laughs> and. Not only was it like Terry Gross or whatever and not me, some of these people like Ira weren't even NPR hosts. Oh, I, I understand. Okay, so I get it. Public it's personal. radio. Guy Raz works for American Public Media. There's a Kai yeah. Rizdal on the menu, isn't there? I think so. There's I, I only really know the Ira Glass and the Latch Me Sing. Sorry, let me let me restate that. Kai Rizdal works for American Public Media. Guy actually works for NPR. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. So wait. So does anybody know what they what they changed it to? It's just like TikTok stars now or something. Yeah, I think they must have. I think I think that probably they they realized they had better <laughs> at least change the Kai Rizdal one when they realized that once on Twitter Kai Rizdal <laughs> said he would come on Jordan Jesse Go and then he stopped replying to my messages. Oh yeah, total bullshit. Yeah. Um. So okay. I mean, so presumably Jet- he just heard the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, so, what would you say? So Got to go wanna, back to doing push-ups. Do you want to use this as a forum to, you know, make a case for yourself as a sandwich, and you know, maybe maybe pitch a potential sandwich? Yeah, sourdough mm-hmm. roll, salami, provolone, uh, mayo, mustard, pickles, and sprouts. Okay, that's a solid sandwich. Yeah. So it's a fucking home run. It's a fucking home run hitter. I'm I'm bringing the heat here. That's the Jesse Thorne. You can give it a cute fucking pun name, the Jesse Thorne in my side or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Jesse, this is no way to get a sandwich. This tood that you're bringing. Don't bring. Don't come with the tood. 
Don't, you know, don't name a sandwich after me. If you don't want a sandwich named after a rude dude with a bad dude. All right. That's the whole point. Okay. The sandwich reflects my rude saying. dude toot. I don't think I don't think Kai Rizdal got the sandwich by having a toot. I think he got it by being gracious. It has a brash and brassy flavor, just like my broadcast style. And if you're gonna listen, <laughs> I think if 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 a if a local <laughs> public radio personality is gonna get a food named after them, you're you're behind you're in line behind Cherry Glazer, right? No, there's no doubt about it. Larry Mandel <laughs> has my ass kicked three ways from Sunday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking, uh, I am like seventh on the list. Let's I'd love be to, honest. I'd love to chomp down on a mantle. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I love how he uh, moderates the film week discussion. He's not a movie critic, but he loves movies. Yeah. <laughs> I think, honestly, I'm below Steve Chiatakis at Radio Chio on Twitter. Wow. <laughs> uh, uh, Brian, Brian, we got any of their yeah. uh, segments in there? Evening, dudes. Uh, this is Ben calling from Nashville, and I wanted to submit for your world-renowned segment, Riddle of the Week. And my Riddle of the Week is, give me that which takes and takes until it loses shape and runs away. Also, I'm at, like, 47 mailboxes and counting, not to brag. And I want to resurrect the dog Hein from Howl's Moving Castle, Madden Suleiman's dog. Love the show. Love you guys. Bye. So I, I, I should say for, for Rhea and anybody who uh, keeping score, he, he not only provided his own new segment, but then responded to two previous uh, new segments, which were how many mailboxes have you seen today? And what fictional dog would you resurrect? I got the answer to his riddle. It's my fucking ex-wife. <laughs> I actually, I, I think I didn't hear the riddle well. Can you, I would love to appreciate the ex-wife thing, but I don't know what the yeah. riddle was. And if you missed what his segment was, it was riddles about my fucking ex-wife. <laughs> Give me that which takes and takes, then loses shape and runs away. Kind of sounds like my mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jordan. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, that's right. Wow. <laughs> that's right. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I just sit around and think about how much better my mother-in-law is than my mother. <laughs> uh, oh gosh, Ria, I, yeah. I didn't even ask you. So you're an actual fan of this sandwich place. Oh yeah. If they if they switch it up and start their naming convention around stand up comedians, do you have a sandwich in mind or would it just be the Ira Glass? Oh, like what what would my sandwich be? The Rio Butcher? Yeah. I mean, I yes, I have two sandwiches always on deck as my pitch sandwiches. I have one that is tofurkey, cranberry sauce, mashed potatoes, vegan gravy on there, and then, oh, yeah. you know, whatever bread you want, but I'm going to go with the sourdough, usually toasted. And then the other one is more of a breakfast sandwich, which, which is just some white bread toasted with a fried egg on it, butter okay. on one side, and grape jelly on the other. Whoa! <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, okay. It's a good sandwich. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good sandwich. And then I also have my grandmother's breakfast sandwich which is basically the same thing but with miracle whip a little bit of uh, a, a, a like craft american single and then a sweet pickle sliced in half on the sandwich damn also super Whoa, good fuck all of these all of these things that you just listed these are like that that classic advice that 
uh, if something on their restaurant menu just doesn't make any fucking sense, you should order it because it's probably super good. Order it. <laughs> yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Because why else would... Because people aren't ordering it because it, it sounds right. They're ordering right. it because it tastes good. Because they're like, that looks fucked up. <laughs> yeah. How, when did you start putting the jelly on it? Because that just... that is That, that seems like a, a stoner brainstorm to me. I don't know if you... Was it around when the band Grape Jelly came out? It was a tribute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was like high school. <laughs> I was going to a lot of diners out of nowhere, like with my dad. Like we, we had this period where we would go get breakfast together, which was funny. Um, and that sounds honestly, had, Rhea, that sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I can't believe, I honestly can't believe it actually happened. And <laughs> as quickly as it started, <laughs> it went away. But, um, you know, it was like the little bowls of grape jelly that are just sitting on the table and i was right. having you know toast and a fried egg and so i was like i'm gonna put jelly on this also and then just ate it like a sandwich and so then you just make it like a sandwich damn hell yeah it was just right there you know <laughs> it was right in front of me <laughs> there you go and sometimes you add a little cholula now that i'm a little older like a little spice yeah. in there for, That's a nice the, for a sophisticated yeah. egg and jelly sandwich you want to be like an adult about it <laughs> yeah a little a uh, little cool a little heat yeah it's nice with apricot uh, Ooh. sure mm. okay play, play one more let's let's introduce one more segment to the show brian hey jordan jesse and go this is lucinda from seattle contributing to your long-running segment of hamilton songs that you sing to your pets here's one for my cat Oh, grumpy kitten, what to say to you? Your bowl is full, there's nothing here to fear, yet you've cried all night right into my ear. Excited to hear what else other folks have contributed. Take care, y'all. Oh, no, do I have to Do you know how mine goes? (laughs) That was really beautiful. That was really beautiful. How did, Jesse, how how does yours go? I'm not giving away my dog. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Here's that curveball we were looking for. Yeah. Effectively wild. Here's mine. I am giving away my mother-in-law. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. My ex-wife. I have not seen Hamilton. I, have... <laughs> I listened to it once in the car. <laughs> yeah. I have gone this far, uh... and I have not seen nor heard Hamilton not one time. I have made it this far. That's kind of amazing. R.I.P. your mentions. I know. People got, <laughs> I said that on Twitter, Jordan, the other day, and people were mad. And I, I just, I literally just said, can't believe I've made it this far and not, and haven't seen Hamilton. That is not a statement of it sucks or it's stupid and you shouldn't. It's literally me stating a fact. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just, I just haven't seen it. Well, Rhea, are you aware of how badly you fucked up? <laughs> I am now. <laughs> yeah, that's what the internet is for, to tell you how you've been fucking up. Absolutely. Look, man, I've seen one Broadway musical, and it was about a lesbian in a funeral home. So give me a goddamn break, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, call in with more fun home parodies about your pets. <laughs> Rhea, I once bowled with the Hamilton bowling team against the fun home bowling team. What? That's a true story. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> yeah. It would be some real weird shit to make up. 
Was it was it first was it the first Allison and all of those was it uh Beth Malone and oh, all those it was folks, like was the, it the... It, no it was like the, it was like a lighting guy well, one or two oh, okay. one one of the, one or two of the people were were like uh, uh you know and it was just different people working on the production I think there were oh, some sure. actors okay, in the cool. cast that's cool I didn't get to see the show so. I, I I also saw Fun Home. If I'm remembering it correctly, it is mostly kids in that show. So oh, I like yeah. the idea of making kids bowl against the adults <laughs> of Hamilton. <laughs> uh, I read Fun Home, but I really only read books and watch documentaries on Netflix. So mm, yes, yes. I watch mm, Rachel Maddow. Yes. Okay, I yeah, guilty as charged. Well, okay. I you watch Maddow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, if you have a new segment for our program or you want to call in with a momentous occasion, 206-984-4FUN is the telephone number to call. That's 206-984-4FUN. Or even easier, you can just record a voice memo and email it to us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la. Hey there, beautiful people. Did you hear that good, good news? Something about the baby Jesus? Mm, he's coming back. Or do you mean the fact <laughs> that Apple Podcasts has named Fanti one of the best shows of 2020? I mean, we already knew that we was hot stuff, but a little external validation never hurts, okay? Hosted by me, writer and journalist Jared Hill. And me, the ebony enchantress myself, <laughs> Travel Anderson. Fanti is your home for complex conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the people, places, and things we're huge fans of, but got some anti-feelings toward. You name it, we Fanti. Nobody's off limits. Check us out every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your Slayworthy audio. I'm Jesse Thorne. On the next Bullseye, we've got the one and only Ted Danson. We'll talk about his new show, Mr. Mayor, about cheers, and about the secret to success in comedy. I mean, I, I feel like one of your signature comedic moves at this point uh, in your career is gazing. Uh, you do a lot of interesting gazing. <laughs> I also love this. Gazing. I love that. And if I'm not, I'm going to start because that's great. That's Bullseye. Find it on MaximumFun.org, NPR.org, and wherever you get podcasts. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rhea Butcher, my gender is cowboy today. Excellent. I was worried it was going to switch. I should have come segments. up with that. <laughs> that would have been a good. <laughs> summer. That would have been a pro move. But here I am. No, no, no. The my common house. misconception on this show that you have to switch the nickname every time you don't. Well, no, if you have been, a solid one. Yeah, no, it just it, it was a, it, that's a good move, Jesse. I, I should have you know should have could have would have. It's not like we can take it again. You can bring it back. <laughs> Rhea, next time. <laughs> yeah, this is live. <laughs> live, baby. This is like the Ink Master finale. It's live. We got to go. Yes. <laughs> next 
Have this I... is the Ink Master finale of podcast. Dave Navarro is here. He's flying over Rhea, us. Rhea Jordan, we don't have time to list the similarities between this podcast and the Ink Master finale, okay? <laughs> we would be here all night, and this audience has to go yeah. home. Uh, so Rhea, you have a brand new record album <laughs> I do. that is available this very week. I do. It's called Pull Yourself Up by Your Bootleg. It is. Uh, is, is that because this is like an audience record, like a Grateful Dead tape? <laughs> I wish. I hope it's passed around through like generations of people <laughs> in Connecticut. Um, I didn't intend to record, like put this out as a record. But, you know, like the pandemic happened. And so I, I was that. going through some of my, yeah, I mean, it's happening. It's sure. still currently happening. Um, <laughs> not and for, I was not like, for me, yeah. it's not. <laughs> I'm going to a coughing <laughs> contest later. I'm living my life. Um, <laughs> Personal freedom. But I was like going through some recordings that I had. And, um, you know, Ryan McMenamin of A Special Thing wanted to put something out. So I was like, check, let me know. And we, because it was a weekend in Denver, I had a couple, uh, I had a couple recordings. So it was kind of really close. Um, and I say all this too, that's why it's a bootleg. Cause it was like, yeah, this was unintentional. Like I didn't go into it. Cause that's the thing too, is like when you're recording an album, you go into it knowing like, okay, I'm recording an album. So this is the way I want to, structure everything and i'm gonna you know like you just go in it's a different animal you know and so this has the feeling of just a live show of just a like here's a recorded live show that sounds like kind of nice right now yeah i think so i'm hoping i mean that's what um that's what somebody said to me that's like helping me put it out they were like wow this is like it's really because like i'm not it's kind of nice in that way where like i'm not being super like you know like trying to hit all the stuff like i'm just having fun you know yeah. with i'm just doing a show like i would do so that's my hope is that people uh just remember what that's like and get a little bit of that in their lives because it's like missing every we're all missing it you know like everybody's missing the whole thing so um, i'm i'm also yeah. putting i'm also putting out an album for very similar reasons um it's an hour of a kind of sound like uh, it's just re- audio recordings of people giving each other hugs. <laughs> yeah, no, I get, yeah. Friends <laughs> yeah. hugging. No, bring it in, bring it in. Yeah. Uh, not yet, I'm not done, I'm not done. <laughs> like a few, a few, a few straight guy, like hard back pats. Oh, yeah. Some of these. Yeah. Maybe some neck smell, yeah. maybe some neck smelling in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <A little> neck <laughs> sniffing. <laughs> mm. Mm. Drink it in. <laughs> What is that, Drakkar Noir? <laughs> Would you say what's the best? What's the best uh, cologne or perfume to say after that? Was it Drakkar Noir or is it Stetson? Oof! I think boy. it's Davidoff Cool Water. I'm always, yeah. I'm always gonna, really I'm always thing. gonna joke about some fucking cool water because like you pull that out with somebody that you just met or what you're like vibing on the same jokes or whatever. If I say cool water and that person laughs, like we're friends, you know, like we, we have the it's same on. reference pool. Yeah, the cool, the cool water test. I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> That's also coincidentally how you find out if someone's an android. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, Rhea, it's been a joy to have you on the program as ever. Uh, yeah. Rhea's new album is called Pull Yourself Up by Your Bootleg. It's worth getting. You should go listen to it in uh, in your all your favorite platforms. You got a favorite it's platform, in all those places. Rhea? 
Do I have a favorite platform? I mean, I don't know that I really stan any of the platforms. (laughs) (laughs) And I really mean it this time. Uh, But I use Spotify mostly. That's the one that I like just... I'm 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 an old guy and like once I, like I said it's the banana of streaming it's like just give me the thing that I know what that is I know how it works I'm going to use that I'm probably going to listen to it I'm probably going to listen to it on Pandora by typing nice. in Rhea Butcher <laughs> and then just getting two two like whatever fortune femster tracks (laughs) in between and then getting the next track of the rhea butcher album i mean that sounds like the ideal listening experience (laughs) (laughs) i will say just to let everybody know why there is like a little enamel pin that my my friend Lindsay jones who's an artist in colorado did the artwork for me and uh she also made designed a little enamel pin so if you buy the pin on ast you get the download um because it's not it's not there's not going to be a physical media because like that's just where we're at you know and i still have a ton of my first album in my house so we're just doing the online thing but you get a cool pin that you can put on your jean jacket or your hat or something you know yeah email me if anybody wants to put this on dvd (laughs) because i I got some i got some let me know when you get laser discs jesse because i uh i respect aspect ratio (laughs) shout out to the homies at ast records uh still doing the fucking thing right still doing the dang thing you know god's putting out the good stuff putting it Uh, out astrecords.com is a place that you can go to to uh to grab that shit um the only the only comedy record label uh that grew out of a message board (laughs) where i downloaded (laughs) tenacious d bootlegs in college wow (laughs) Uh, our producer, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. You can find us uh, on Twitter at Jesse Thorne at Jordan underscore Morris. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, you can find us on Reddit at maximumfun.reddit.com. Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. You know, uh, uh, Linda Holmes just uh, DM'd me on Twitter. Uh, she caught that free design song in a movie at Sundance. Oh, oh no. wow. yeah. People love to tell us when the free design thing appears in a movie or a trailer. It's fun. It's well, that's why I'm saying it now. Linda, Linda had the front, Linda had the, the pole position on that one. She let us know. So we just letting everybody know. We know. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to tell you anyway, Jesse. Yeah. going to tell you anyway. <laughs> please, Linda keep told message, us. please keep the messages down to 4,000. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ria's album is called Pull Yourself Up by Your Bootleg. Go, go buy that. You know what? Don't stream it. Buy it. Get the pin. Yeah, buy the pins. Why not? You Get love the pin. pins. It's fun. It's cool. An artist a, made it. It's cool. Get yourself a fucking pin. <laughs> what are you so great you can't buy a fucking pin? Buy the pin. Buy the buy pin. The fucking Get pin. the album. Remember what it's like to see live performance. Buy the pin, fuckface. <laughs> All right. Jesse, this is not how you get people to buy a pin or name a sandwich after you. Ditch the, ditch the dude. Salami and provolone with sprouts, pickles. It's all on a sour roll, fuckface. All right. It's not going to get you a sandwich. Come on, Kai Rizdahl. Come on, Jordan, Jesse, go, fuckface. <laughs> Don't do that. He was in the Navy. He was in the Navy. Okay, we get we'll gla- talk to you I, next time. I predict we get Glazer before we get Rizdahl. Uh, I think we'll get Terry Gross before we get Rizdahl. 
Okay, I mean, that'd be great. Be I mean, I got her email address. She wouldn't do it, but I got her email address. I, I wouldn't ask her. <laughs> Too much dignity there. Yeah, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.